me about the others. Can they be trusted? Oh, no question. We've been through thick and thin together. There is no better bunch at the guests. It's okay. Well, remember. Is that your crew? The people carrying a dead cop out the door. Oh, I'm I'm sure he's not dead. Uh, there's gotta be some explanation. host adam bowen and i'm just here with my sister uh this is the part where you say your name emily bowen marler welcome to strange new takes today we're covering season two episode five of star trek picard fly me to the moon okay anyway i couldn't help myself <laughs> they didn't sing the song in the movie though or in the show so didn't they, oh, well. it, it, i remember them playing it but, Did they? Uh, it, I, maybe it, it I missed have, it. They might have not sung it. I, I, yeah. I honestly can't remember. I, I, I at least saw the t- subtitle saying, Fly Me to the Moon starts playing. I'm like, yes, they did it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> when? At what point in the episode was, was that? It uh, was during the heist uh, at the end, uh, which, oops, if oh. you are, don't realize that the spoilers are going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, we haven't reached that part of the episode yet. Ooh. <laughs> Already off the rails. Uh, but yeah, so uh, just to get the beginning out of the way here, uh, make sure to follow us on social media. That's at Strange New Takes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast and uh, do your best to make a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It just helps people find us. And hey, we already spoiled this, but spoiler warning, we're totally going to spoil the episode. So hopefully you saw this episode before you started listening to our analysis of the episode. And we may also spoil a lot of other Star Trek as well. Although this one, well, that had some. I don't feel like this one had as many Easter eggs as some of the previous episodes of Picard have had. Yeah, so but... some of them have gone full into uh, oh, yeah. lower decks list mode of yeah, uh, yeah. let's just <laughs> reference everything. Is it, I, yeah, this one has more like thematic similarities to other episodes. I guess we did get the Gary Seven bit in. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. No, but... no, no more doubt. of. There's no more doubt about two of the theories that have been floating around. Like yes. they were pretty much confirmed in this episode. <laughs> so we can get to that in a bit, though. Nice. Uh, yeah, so this the episode, as Emily uh, said, is Fly Me to the Moon. It's the fifth episode of the second season. Uh, it was first aired on the 31st of March 2022. Uh, it's written by Cindy Apple, uh, directed by Jonathan Frakes. Uh, I'm not sure if he's directed any Star Trek before, but it sounds a little bit familiar he, to he me. He sounds a little familiar, yeah. Uh, for the in-universe date, we've got uh, 2024, uh, which, uh, as... Uh, not just said made time it's the far future uh so yeah um this is the part where we do strange new takes so uh emily do you want to go or should i go well i can go but you know i don't know if this is a strange new take but this is kind of fun i don't think this that adam and i have ever been the only two on one of our podcast episodes before. Yeah, I don't think we so, have. But this is like a flashback to our lives when we were a lot younger. Although <laughs> Adam would have been a lot, lot younger because he's ten and a half years younger than me. But um, we just used to always watch Star Trek together and geek out. And we could like recite lines and like do the music underneath. And yeah, like this is this is fun time. So it'll be fun to do this. Um, but I'm remembering like First Contact was one of the ones we geeked out the most over. So it's kind kind of fitting mm-hmm. that we are doing an episode of Picard that is so heavily dealing in first contact kind of, you know, yeah, motifs, we, I guess. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we've we've got the the astronaut that we need to convince to go through with the mission. <laughs> right, right. And you also have, you know, the board queen uh planning to start assimilating people. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's what she was going to be doing. So <laughs> and then you have someone from the crew stopping that and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so and, and then of... getting assimilated themselves. And we'll, yeah, we'll, exactly. So exactly. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how long she was tempted by the queen's uh, uh, offer. Uh, you know, later there's... on in the season. There is something that I know where this is going to be my my strange new take for the show. I know I don't want to blow over yours so you can still do okay. your strange new take. But I just want to say this before I forget about it, because I've meant to say it every other episode we've done about Picard season two. Have you noticed the um, the Borg music that's been underneath 
a lot of whenever they have the Borg Queen come in, they have that bum, 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 bum. That yeah. they've had that music underneath a lot. And it's just kind of been floating underneath various um sections of the episodes over the past you know over the whole season they've been doing that mm. so it's been kind of cool hearing how they've used first contact music in the, now, now in i want to i want to re-watch this episode because obviously we didn't know about uh, uh Girardi until the very end i wonder right. i i would have huge respect for their composers if they put a little bit of that theme just in us uh, scenes where we have Girardi and there's not supposed to be any board that would be yeah, amazing but that I, would be pretty cool who, who knows <laughs> and I don't know how much of the the planning the composers get to get to go into uh, with uh, sort of the story elements or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, mm. yeah. Th- this is I, I have I almost feel like this should be two thousand four uh, that they're going to because that's roughly the timeline that Emily and I are thinking about when we're uh, geeking out about Star Trek and <laughs> pretty much <laughs> watching it in the uh, you know in the back seat of the car, having it on the computer, you know, watching Deep Space Nine episodes while we're driving to Ohio or someplace. So. Uh, delightful. Uh, well, so for my strange new take for uh, the real world. Uh, we have two house finches that have chosen our uh, porch to uh, make a nest in. Uh, we have named them Penelope and Ulysses. Uh, <laughs> and the important thing for you to know, uh, listeners, is that uh, Penelope is a very good girl and Ulysses is a very good boy. And uh, we like to tell them so uh, whenever <laughs> we see them as we... Uh, they're visible over the... Um, we have like one of those... I don't know if it's exactly a transom window, but uh, it's a there's a window above our front door where we can see them. So uh, it's pretty oh, on great. the front porch. I was picturing the back of your house, but no. On oh the front. yeah, yeah, that's no. cool. Front front porch. So uh, every time we go up and up, up and down the stairs, we get to see them. That reminds um, me, I have a nest that it was a robin's nest, and then last year it was a dove's nest, and I'm oh, wondering if the robins are going to be drama. back in it this year. I've been I've been kind of looking up there to see if I can tell what kind of bird's going to be in that nest this year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it's a, a timeshare they've got going on. Yeah, I think um, so. <laughs> for for the episode, uh, I, I had put it into our, our trivia section, but I might as well talk about it now, I think. Uh, there was uh, the alarm that they are dealing with uh, in that, that first scene uh, is they say it's a 1202 alarm, which is a reference to uh, the Apollo 11 landing uh, there was a, a 1202 alarm that went off and the, uh, there's sort of a, a tense moment as they decide whether they need to abort or keep going. Um, mm. I believe it has something to do with uh, that the, the computer uh, kind of ran out of memory uh, because the computer was not very powerful on that machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if you want to learn all about it, uh, I'd suggest listening to the, this incredible podcast series called 13 Minutes to the Moon. Uh, the first season goes into it, it's it's pretty incredible because they they make it so that you can understand the uh, the thirteen minutes that uh, happen right before landing on the moon and you can understand like what everyone is calling out and all the different uh, sort of th- uh, numbers that they're checking and decisions that they're making and it's uh, one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to so fully recommend. Uh, but yeah, I guess we might as well just, uh, jump into the episode here. Um, so the episode summary, uh, for us is, uh, from Memory Alpha is, uh, Picard discovers an important person from his past may be integral to the divergence in the timeline. Q continues his manipulation of the timeline, taking an interest in Dr. Adam Soong. Seven and Rafi attempted a daring rescue of Rios while Gerardi faces the consequences of her deal with the Borg Queen. That feels a lot more detailed than most of the uh, summaries. Yeah, did you get that from Memory Alpha? (laughs) Yeah, usually they're like, uh, Book and Burnham are trying to save the galaxy while Where they give that happen. same one and they give that <laughs> yeah. same episode summary like for three episodes in a row. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess uh, maybe to start off uh, with the... Um, I don't have it in our, in our notes, but that, that moment where we're, uh, we have this, this tense... Uh, uh, what turns out to be a simulation. Mm-hmm. Did you think that uh, this was an actual launch that we were watching or was this a simulation all mm-hmm. along in your mind? No, I figured it was a simulation. Um, but uh, I do find it interesting, all the different, like, 
what we learn about Renee Picard. Well, I, I liked the whole, I could see the French flag was on her. Oh, on yeah, the, yeah. Um, the patch of the French flag was on her arm, on her uniform. and But I also just found it interesting. I can't remember how quickly after that opening scene, we found out about some of her struggles with depression and anxiety. And I was mm. like, wow, yeah, this sounds like 2022, uh, not 2024. <laughs> <laughs> is our, all our depression and anxiety going to last? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> anyway, so. Yeah, the, the 2024 so far doesn't look uh, that much better. I, I it, it has had a, a conspicuous lack of masks. Uh, yeah. So maybe difference. the pandemic is actually finally over in 2024. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I, I caught that too about the, um, the French flag and it, I guess it, 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 it maybe confuses me a little bit more cause I, her voice sounds very British in a way. No, but, it does. It but, does. So, so she, she definitely is like the London living Picards, but they still made her French. Like, I, I, I guess maybe, maybe you can have dual citizenship. I, I don't know how, how that works. And so or maybe they consider themselves expats or something. Yeah. Even though it's been, uh, almost a century at the point yeah. <laughs> where she is where she's there and then, did he say uh, they left in, during world war ii right because yeah and i think yeah, they didn't they... return until his own family returned yeah that's what i thought too so oh well you know we can forgive some of these things <laughs> yeah yeah the, the, the writers like tried to solve it and then they just made it a little bit more confusing again <laughs> <laughs> that's typical <laughs> uh but yeah so uh i think maybe next the the next thing to talk about is uh sort of this uh what I titled in our notes, uh, Queen's Gambit, which I was yeah. very excited about, uh, and I thought maybe should be the title of the episode. But Did you feel proud of yourself? <laughs> I, I was extremely proud of myself. I was like, that is that was excellent. I'm, yeah. I need to mention this in the podcast so everyone can appreciate what I wrote Yes, here. yes, yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I guess, how, how did you feel about... Uh, that whole situation i just don't know why they've trusted the board queen to just like be doing her own thing like like why haven't they <laughs> sedated her whenever they're not with her or like like the yeah. trust that they are placing in the board queen just seems entirely uh too too big <laughs> so i i mean i guess i'm not surprised that she did that i was surprised it took her a while to arrive on um rios's voice and i also have to say so when she first did Agnes's voice, I was like, well, of course she can do Agnes Gerardi's voice because they were linked for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to Picard. I'm like, well, yes, of course she can do Picard's voice because he also was part of the collective. Rios wasn't, though. So I just had that moment of, so is she just a computer that can repeat any sounds like data? You know, or like data's an, I mean, data's not a yeah, computer, I, right? But, you know, it just, that, I wasn't quite sure how I, what I thought of that. So. Yeah, I, I. I, I think it, it must be that we're just sort of assuming that she's like data and, and can do all that stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, it does make it, um, that, that sort of like punch we felt in the, uh, is that two episodes ago where they did this kind of switcheroo while, uh, where we heard the boy, Borg queen's voice coming out of Jurati and Jurati's mm -hmm. out of the Borg queen. That's now less weird because yeah. she could have just done that to anybody. Right. Um, Right. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was interesting. Like when, when she went to Picard, I was like, oh no, that still makes sense. But mm -hmm. then when she went to Rios, I was like, hmm, I don't know. But, um, although I, I may, mean, it, maybe it, because Gerardi was, you know, had a relationship with Rios, there was some, you know, who knows? Maybe yeah, that could that's be the, the thing that, that happens whenever you get it on with somebody is you become perfectly capable of mimicking them. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, but. so, uh, yeah, the, I, I I guess um, yeah I I think I had sim similar thoughts. One is like why are we using voice print as our way of authenticating the ship? Yeah. Uh, uh, if our computers could perfectly recreate it, uh, right, but I guess right. I, I assume that the Borg Queen's doing something more than just that. She she is even better at faking the computer or out than than a normal human would be t if they uh, just sort of like played a recording or whatever. Right. But um, the uh, it did seem weird. Like we had, it felt like kind of like a weak ex explanation for why Gerardi's not on the ship. Because I think Picard said last time, he's like, it's, it's too cold, uh, uh, right now in the ship. So we need to like go to the Picard, uh, vineyard so that we aren't cold. And also so the Borg queen can, uh, screw us over in the next episode. Um, but Whatever. I don't know. I guess we need to, things need to happen and move along. So we might as well 
<laughs> just kind of move right. past it. Right. Um, so yeah, the uh, that the cop. Uh, now I I don't know French. I never studied French. It looks like it's Leclerc. I have no idea if that's correct. I'm Friend sorry. Leclerc something. Uh, yeah. But uh, arrives and and gets uh, yeah captured immediately. So, since when is are the Borg snakes? Like I found that <laughs> interesting too. Like. Like yeah, I would have been okay. Like that thing, thing. Yes, I was gonna say that was not. Um, that was not the way that the Borg Queen's spinal column has been depicted in the past. It was very fleshy and snaky. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I, like, I mean, Whoa. her her makeup in general is like very fleshy looking. Yeah, this, it is. Uh, so I, I I mean I I do appreciate having like a, a variation on the look because we like just because it looked way cooler in first contact than in. Uh, uh, I Borg or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, that's one yeah. of you. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, one is the one that I was I was wanting to make sure that I wasn't uh, copying one. Uh, but uh, just because it looks cooler there doesn't mean that we need to do it exactly that way for like the next half century or something right, like right. that. It's, always, it's like every iteration has their own take on Klingons and every iteration yeah, has their, you or, know, or the, so or it makes en- sense. The Enterprise that they would... uh, gets, gets, which... Now we have the best version of the Enterprise, so I'm very excited that we're having like a whole series on it. Yes, but, for sure. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, it seems like Gerardi had to kill the Queen, but like, how did you feel about that moment when she ch- walks up with a shotgun? Yeah, I mean, I was well. I was really hoping that it was the Queen that she killed and not the um, yeah officer. I had a, I had a thought that maybe because like... I had that that little moment of you know she just wanted to prevent him from being assimilated so that that couldn't you know start taking over like a virus taking over things you know but um uh yeah that was that was i mean that had to be pretty um traumatic for Gerardi. and it was also interesting how they did go back and show us exactly how it played out um later on and then you find out oh the poor queen she's not so (laughs) dead and oh, Oof. probably Gerardi is the Borg Queen in that first episode. <laughs> yeah, but well, but I, I guess the the question is like, is that still Gerardi, or uh, has has she just been replaced? Which I I would I feel like it would be a disservice uh, uh, to the well, both of the character and maybe the actress too, if it just like replace her character entirely. Uh, feels like we're pulling a, a bit of a lost and and uh, having some uh, some of that uh, John Locke switcheroo stuff happening. Yeah, uh, that um, that just made me a little sad. I, it it, oh, it felt weird lost. to have have our, our our characters like puppeting each other. Uh, sorry for the lost spoilers, everybody. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, I don't I don't know if you watched any of the Ready Room, but I was watching. Uh, they no. this past week, um, he interviewed the actress who plays the Borg Queen, Annie Warsh something, and um, I'm gonna look it up really quick. My dog is being really unhappy being here. Annie Warshing. Yeah, Annie Worshing, and she was actually in an episode of Enterprise. Oh, really? Um, and uh, so they were they were saying they were trying to figure out if like they would have if her character in Enterprise had been assimilated by the Borg, and they're like that would have been a pretty cool way to have this all go together. <laughs> we're like, yeah, that would have been. But anyway, that's not. They didn't end up you know putting that in there. But there is kind of like it can be our head canon now that um, that. The character on Enterprise was uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I I, I kind of I mean, I, I know that we're supposed to like not have the introduction to the Borg until like Q does his whole thing uh, in uh, in uh, the Next Generation. But I I love little like tidbits like that. Yes. I like th- that would be amazing. Well, that... and it's like I mean, if you have uh, species that we've encountered who happen to have some you know journeys to the delta quadrant it wouldn't yeah. be outside the realm of the way the borg have been established that they would um be able to be assimilated by the borg just yeah, like she, that's she how seven ended up with some elorians who could have then gone to investigate uh what happened to their home planet when it was taken <laughs> over by the borg and exactly. stuff like that so exactly. uh, yeah so um, yeah, I, I, so th- this is probably a, a, a decent part for us to switch over to uh, uh, kind of the next bit in our, our notes here, which is, uh, is, isn't it really weird that this lady looks like uh, Laris? <laughs> Did you see that um, 
uh, Orla Brady tweeted something about like, I'm trying to decide if I've been a cat before or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. See, and I know some people are excited about the um, uh, assignment Earth, you know, mm-hmm. kind of touch point thing. But that was just not ever an exciting episode for me from the original series. No. Let's be honest, there aren't a lot of exciting episodes for me from the original series. I don't know, that probably makes me like a blasphemer oh, for some star trek fans yeah. it's, but it's um, the greatest greatest ever uh, it's just you know I, I, there are some episodes of original series that i really like and i got a lot out of but um yeah, oh I for have, sure yeah i have like big problems with the way women are treated on that show so <laughs> anyway. yeah yeah like I, I i still uh in in our recent watching of um City on the Edge of Forever. I I think I that's still in in my mind like a a good episode. But ev- even that one is like I feel like even the really good ones that we remember are very much like a oh, but let's not pay attention to this part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like they clearly just like murdered this guy uh, for laughs uh, oh. <laughs> in the middle of it. Just like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's that's not a great look. <laughs> but I have also I have also felt that there have been some clever uh, clever uses of previous threads in other episodes mm-hmm. the way they've been picked up in some of the newer shows i've i have i can appreciate um the cleverness of them sometimes or the you know yeah. the, and i can appreciate how fun that is for uh people who really were fans of those storylines or those yeah episodes, and it, and you know so i, I mean I, I know a lot of people criticize the uh we are just going to spoil a lot of star trek here uh, yeah. of, of um <laughs> We had that uh, people out of I've, on, online. I've seen a lot of people frustrated with the episode where it turns out that like the augment virus uh, infecting the Klingons is why the Klingons look the way they do in the mm-hmm. original series. Mm-hmm. But that was a fun episode. I that, thought like, so that, too. That, that, was, that didn't that make cool. me mad. But, yeah, no, yeah, same I'm, here. I'm okay same here. <laughs> yeah, I'm it, okay with that too. Like Worf made it canon that it's a th- that that's a thing. Maybe that was the original mistake, but that was also funny, and I liked yes. that episode yeah. too. <laughs> totally, I'm totally with you on that. I tend to not be a hater in Star Trek. Like, yeah. I'm only a hater in how women are treated and depicted in the original series. But I'm I yeah. really am, I'm generally not a hater, and I am very I I'm a good apologist for Star Trek. But um, but yeah. Anyway, it's, it's so I to, totally to do the apologies for later series. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so uh it it turns out that q is uh a terrible therapist oh my goodness you know i have to say so um i know you were one of the things you put in the notes you're wondering how psych evaluations work for nasa nowadays (laughs) because you know someone having wavering the way she was wavering they would have not been allowed to Oh, for for sure. But then I started thinking, well, if they had to live through 2000 or 2020, 2021 and 2022 in a similar way that we all have, maybe you just got to take or, you know, um, take what you get (laughs) 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 and just recognize that we're all broken shells of our former selves. (laughs) So you just (laughs) got to hope that we can all kind of get through. These are all the astronauts we have left. Sorry, people. Oh my gosh. But um but so here here's the thing I want to say. I well I I'm very perplexed by Q. I can't quite figure out and I know we're going to we're going to see mm-hmm. it all. And I just I feel like this is a good time to talk about this since we're talking about Q as the therapist. No, for sure. I don't see Q as a villain. I don't I don't think that's I, I that's not really how Q operates. Yeah. Almost all of the times that we, I mean, Q is a um, a jokester. Sometimes mm-hmm. he likes to mess with people, but I feel like a lot of most of the times we see Q, he is trying to help Picard learn something, or or you yeah. know, he's trying to to teach him something or get him to look at something a different way or whatever. And I mean, he is doing it in a way where he's kind of playing with him and messing with him, but I don't feel like it's like evil intentions or, um, anyway, I can't figure out why Q would be trying to keep Picard's ancestor. Like why is it? I just can't figure this out. I'm trying to figure out how, why Q would want there to be that, that alternate reality. I, I like I I'm wondering if um so Q which I mean gets into some confusing bits because like I don't think Q can be genetically engineered or something like that but it, like maybe there is going to be something related to that but 
I'm wondering if Q, because he's kind of this timeless being that can kind mm-hmm. of go go back and forth, I wonder if he made a mistake in the past because mm. uh so like we we saw that that scene where he's um he's talking to her from from back behind her and he like uh-huh. snaps his fingers and then says like oh something like that's curious yeah. i i wonder if he lost his powers or le- at least lost some percentage of them and screwed something up like in 2024 mm-hmm. and brought uh and, and then like sought to save um Picard and the others so that they could help him resolve it. Like, like I, I'm wondering if this is something where it's, he needs it, them. It's not just like, he's like, <laughs> wouldn't it be great if totalitarians were in charge? I think yeah. it, he might've accidentally caused it. And the only way he can think of to prevent it is somehow putting this kind of stuff like in motion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's, I don't think it's going to be just the straightforward cue is like, being like what what if what if the nazis won or whatever like right, that, that's, that's right, not right. his that's, that has not ever been his vibe no and that's why I've, I've been i've just been a little perplexed by um by why why he would be trying to stop her yeah. from doing the well, europa and- mission because it really does seem like that it i mean all you know now it could be this is a red herring but all everything's pointing to that is where the timeline diverges her not yeah. going on your on the mission to Europa, you know. So, but I, I I'm wondering if that's not actually where it happens mm-hmm, because yeah. Picard did me- mention the the thing where he said uh, that most of the records of the early twentieth twenty first century have been lost, mm-hmm. and that all that's remembered about uh, uh, Picard is that she is supposed to find a microorganism on Io that she thinks is sentient, mm-hmm. uh, and. Maybe since Io is a whole ass different moon than Europa, <laughs> I'm wondering if she never actually goes on this mission. And maybe uh, Q is making sure is trying to make sure that she doesn't go because she never went. But actually, I'm wondering if if if, if the changeover is actually going to be something with Adam soon, because uh, it seems that well, yeah, I'm trying to Adam figure out how, why they introduced a him character right in uh, the alternate timeline mm-hmm. uh, and. He's oh yeah, is he about, the one? Is less. he the one that is Adam Soong? That's yeah, the statue, it, the, the, kind the of statue in the bay? Or, or the projection or whatever it <laughs> right, is. Right, uh, right. It, it has. If you like, pause it. Uh, you can see that it says Adam Soong, sort of okay. rotating around the, the base. Okay. And okay. if you listen, it, it is Brent Spiner. I'm pretty sure it's Brent Spiner's voice at one point uh, saying something about the the human galaxy, which uh, I may be wrong because it might be Picard's voice, but I've seen Brent Spiner do. Patrick Stewart's voice so many times that maybe yeah. I'm getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it is I think it is Brent Spiner because I I don't remember seeing that the first time I watched the episode, but I remember seeing that clip in uh, previously on. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like they've yes. shown that because they're kind of wanting us to remember. Um, but yeah, I see. I don't know. Okay, so I'm gonna show my total ignorance here. Apologies. Mm-hmm. I am an old person and I have not taken these classes in a really long time. Are Io and Europa around different? Is one of them Saturn and one of them Jupiter? No, or are they both uh, around the same planet? They, they are both, they are both uh, four of the original like Jovian moons that okay, were, okay. were seen by uh, Galileo. I think. It's either Galileo or Copernicus. Okay. I saw them first. But Io is very close to Jupiter, or it's either that it's very close or its orbit is like very elliptical. Such mm-hmm. that it it is um, constantly like flexed by Jupiter's gravity, so mm-hmm. it is a just uh, it is a hellscape, uh, okay. which I think Io is is Io the Roman name for Cerberus or something. It has something to do with uh, oh yeah, I can't with, remember uh, Hades um, or maybe I know Io is I know Hades. which one Europa is. I know more about Europa, but that's I think people talk about Europa more. It's the one yeah. that's co- covered in yeah, ice, so it's, right? It has a, it has like an ocean underneath the yes, yeah, <clears throat> uh, underneath it's, it. I think it has uh, twice as much water as Earth, or something like yeah. crazy like that. But it's uh, but Io is uh, yeah, just a, a volcanic hellscape, uh, which makes me feel like it's not a very uh, likely candidate for. Uh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing <laughs> for her to find a microorganism. Uh, <laughs> Maybe but, that's the divergence that she found it on Io instead of Europa. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but but mm. I, I guess I'm I'm wondering if um, 
they put that in there as sort of that clue to that she never actually went on this mission or mm-hmm. I, I mean it it's a long enough journey I, I think it would probably take her like five plus years to even get there uh, mm-hmm. assuming they have similar technology to what we have now mm-hmm. um and that might even be a, a stretch so like maybe you might as well also go to io if you're going to europa but yeah since you're in the neighborhood the moons? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but we'll we'll see um because yeah she she would have discovered him when she's like 60 because that's how long it would take her to come right. back and then go back out again right but right. um we'll see but uh yeah so uh, lots of lots of interesting tidbits and lots of things for us to like uh uh pick up on for um for future episodes because i and i think that we're um that that's what's making this feel very familiar is uh you and i were always back in the day talking about like what our theories were for like mm-hmm. the next that either the next star trek movie or the next star trek episode yes. or when we were watching lost yep. constantly doing yep. those uh <laughs> discussions uh so I'm, I'm trying to think of it uh i think we, we we can do another little section here okay. um so we uh we get the uh we need to stop the bus uh yeah so I, I, how did you feel about that scene? <laughs> well, so definitely, uh, uh, I was glad that seven was with Rafi because <laughs> I definitely felt that seven's, um, method of, <laughs> of stopping the bus was preferable <laughs> to like, I just thought, no, we can't just beam them out. Like we, anyway, I just thought, you know, and also I appreciate all of those people who were most likely very poorly handled and treated being able to escape <laughs> so i yeah. appreciate that, that they all got the timeline escape. though <laughs> it could be it could be i don't know that then maybe ice and you know a border patrol should behave a little nicer to people <laughs> so <laughs> yes that's the moral of the story okay um but um yeah so i just well at first i was like aren't they gonna notice that like some like weird shockwave went through the bus i don't know but oh, yeah. they, they were worried about having beaming be noticed and then um but i also appreciate rios just like he's like i'm not gonna shut up i'm gonna keep <laughs> i'm gonna keep getting people ready to take care of business here anyway and i could tell it's like i wanted to tell that guy you know what dude you just need to learn spanish then you don't need to get so mad when you hear people that you are holding as prisoners speaking in spanish because you'll be able to understand them so you need to take your job a little more seriously (laughs) no for sure yeah that's one of the things that like feels the most insane to me is like you you have not learned any spanish <laughs> like i know i don't understand this is literally your job <laughs> yeah seriously i don't i don't i mean if you work if you are a border patrol agent i'm sorry that should be a requirement that you learn the language of the country that you are doing your yeah. border patrol of, so. yeah and it, yeah it, uh, <clears throat> anyway well, sorry i digress <laughs> just, anyway maybe he actually he He's from Europe and he knows five languages, but none of them are Spanish. Yeah, maybe. And so he's just frustrated uh, <laughs> about that. So, um, yeah, so uh, I, I I did like we got the double fish, fist punch yes, uh, that was in there. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, it, they make a lot more sense when you have cuffs on. Uh, yeah, but totally. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where like, okay, so he did a double fist punch. Did, did the other people see that? And that's how it became like a martial art in the 24th century. Yes, it's like and the they... people on this bus... Uh, taught everybody about the double right. fist punch and they didn't realize that it's like, kind of like you know when you have the ham that you cut the ends off of like every year and your grandmother did it that way and great grandmother did that way and then you find out it's because the pan that the great grandmother cooked oh, the yeah. ham in was too small <laughs> <laughs> but everyone thinks they're supposed to cut the ends of the yeah. ham off and they don't know why it's like no it's yeah. <laughs> when your hands are cuffed this is then the way you, you do punch. the double punch <laughs> Uh, nice. So, uh, I think maybe this is a decent part for us to, uh, go ahead and, and call this a break and Mm -hmm. then we will, uh, continue doing this, uh, momentarily. Do you have the cure? The real cure? Not something that wears off? Because if you do, I am a hostage to you, sir. We're all hostages to what we love. The only way to truly be free is to love nothing. How meaningless would that be? I have what she needs. What do you need? I have discovered of late that I have certain limitations. So I want you 
to remove an obstacle for us. Does the name Picard mean anything to you? Welcome back, everybody. Uh, usually we try to say something funny about like what we've been talking about, but we were just saying, are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. And then we just started again. So, uh, <laughs> great. Uh, when there's was... two of us, we can just blow through things faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I guess um, Adam Soong's daughter uh, looks a bit familiar to me. Yeah, she really does. Well, I was kind of glad to see that they, you know, didn't just have Issa Briones only have a little cameo in the first <laughs> yeah. episode. So that was kind of nice. Um but, um, you know, I have to say, so we have seen Brent Spiner play so many iterations of Soong's and it is a little laughable, you know, I mean, it, it gets, it gets pretty ridiculous. Cause I mean, while it's kind of like the, um, what do they show? Is it in a movie or is it in one of the episodes where Picard's talking about, you know, the Picard that fought at Trafalgar and the Picard that fought in this and they're all like Patrick Stewart, uh, looking in a different costume for whatever I war. You know? that. I can't remember if it's in a movie or if it's in a show, but anyway, I don't think it's a um, movie. So I was like, apparently that's a star Trek thing. You know, all of our ancestors look exactly like oh, us. Janeway and, was the same. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, but, um, I do have to say, I think this is some of the best acting I have seen Brent Spiner do. Um, when, and I especially mean the moments pertaining to, um, his daughter. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know, like whether whether she's there with him or he's talking like when he's talking to the board that was getting ready to take away his mm -hmm. license, when he's talking with Q, like whenever it gets to the topic of his daughter, I'm just like, man, this is this is a side of Brent Spiner we've not seen before. And so I just really yeah. appreciated that. So I had to give a shout out to some good Brent Spiner acting there. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely one of those things where uh, like especially like knowing his his origins of like uh going to like mime school or or whatever it's mm -hmm. like his his uh his starting out in, in some things like it, it's it's wild uh like the the skill that has to go into playing a character that like has no emotions or like is limited in in these various various ways mm -hmm. uh, and then to just see that actor unleashed on like uh Okay, but you get to be a normal person this time, right? right and like, right. like here, here's here's like a normal motivation for this actor to have, right? Instead of just being like doing. evil lore or yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah totally. like you're the opposite of what you usually are. That's your motivation. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it's yeah. So I I, I agree with you. Uh, it's uh, and and it's I guess that this is like one of the first ones where uh. I don't know that I'm thinking about it. I, I it, it kind of hasn't even occurred to me this season, like, oh, that's the guy that plays Data or whatever. I was mm -hmm. just f thinking of him being like Adam Soon. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that's interesting because we've we've seen him play very like the uh, uh, I forgot what the, something in Ego Soon uh, last season mm -hmm. and um, Alton, I think. Uh, yeah. And, AI. Uh, yeah, and we had Eric uh, Soong in, in mm -hmm. Enterprise, which that mm -hmm. was another one of my favorites of his. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, but yeah, th this one I I'm I was just kind of fully invested on that, so I I'm I'm intrigued. Um, yeah. It sounds like his daughter's a vampire, though. I know that is very it is very strange. Um, you know, I, but there are I know that there are conditions where people either can't like they can't touch water or can't be in the sun at all like i have heard stories of people who have had conditions like that i don't think they get like all these weird veiny spiny things oh no, no yeah yeah it's like, uh, so clearly well yeah, we were... I, I've, I've i for sure heard of uh, uh uh different things like that where like you can become extremely itchy uh or mm -hmm. or um yeah it's otherwise like agonizing to be in, mm -hmm. in some of these conditions mm-hmm but, but um, I guess that doesn't look as cool. Like, uh, <laughs> to see her be like, it itches so much. I really hate it being outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I also, the, um, he, so it's funny. I just see in your notes here, this reminds me of a conversation Travis and I had, and he said those drone shields look familiar. So you're thinking they look kind of like yeah. the ones in the in the evil alternate future, right? Yeah, it looks the like ones the, stuff, that, the yeah. air scrubbers. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Travis was like, um, is this supposed to really be our time? Like, 
don't have technology like this. And I'm like, well, it is two years in the future. So, you know, technology does advance quickly. But also, this isn't our 2024, even though it does feel... We're nowhere near going to Europa right now. Right. Uh, So something is different. Well, Uh, that and, um, you know, we didn't have the eugenics wars in 1992 to 96 or whatever. You know, Khan wasn't actually... Didn't take over the world. The Millennium Tower or whatever that... Yeah, yeah. So clear. So the Star Trek past is not the same as our past, even though there have been a few times, which I mean, still, I have to say the writers of past tense, oh, that hit a little too close to home. Yeah. But because um, that one really does feel an awful lot like which is partly why I think you can they can make 2024 feel the way it does, because there's precedent for that in Star Trek. That's the way yeah. they depicted it. It's just really unfortunate that we haven't been able to figure our stuff out um, fast enough to not allow that to happen. But um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, just had to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. So the, um, I guess, how, how did you feel about Q uh, using this to hook uh, 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 Adam soon? Yeah. Well, and that's see, these are the things I'm trying to figure out. What's what is Q's long game? Like, like, what yeah. is he ultimately going for? Does he want, like, so I'm trying to think, has he said yet what he wants Soong to do or not? We don't know yet. Uh, I think the closest we got is he, he said, does the name Picard mean anything to you? Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. But, but yeah, I, I agree that I, like, I almost get the sense of like, does Q need help from a geneticist to cure his God powers? Which doesn't make sense to me, but like. I mean, I guess Q does look old. Yeah. Uh, and and he also seems to be losing his powers. Like, it, may, maybe we're going to confirm the long-held uh, 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 theory. I don't know if it's a real fan theory or if it's just something you and I have talked about. Is, like, are the Q humans? Like, is, is that something that we, like, evolve into at some point right. in the future? And then, be, like, we're unleashed from uh, from time and whatnot and we can just do whatever? So the thing is, though, like, uh, Q didn't look old the first time he appeared to Picard. Yeah, so... so that's, you know, but the, but then Picard does make a point of saying, you know, Q, is there something wrong with you? And I know there were some people who were wondering about there's something interesting with Q's eye. I think that's John Delancey's eye. I, I, think, I think John Delancey I think that's just has, something he has yeah, he, on his eye. But he, um, I, so, I hope that he's, he's getting eye doctors and we're, yeah, we're taking yeah. a look at whatever that is. But I think that, um, but, you know, I think they maybe also were using it. Like, it's like, oh, John Delancey has this interesting thing on his eye. No, so, they, I feel like, know, they, like they do. I think they are playing some of that stuff up. Right. And like, right. It, there's lots of like really close shots. And then we like look, spend a lot of time looking at his eyes, right. which I mean, maybe that's not surprising because it's an actor and you tend to look at actors eyes. But right. Still. <laughs> this is a total aside, but just speaking of people looking a certain way, one thing I've noticed, so I feel like Orla Brady looks younger in the when she's the supervisor. Is she a yeah. supervisor? Is yeah. that what her role is? Okay. Yeah, the supervisor. Then she does when she's Laris. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they've done to make her, I mean, part of it is their, the darker hair, I think, but they've done something that's made her look a little younger. But I also find it interesting. I think, they, I think they've aged, I'm not positive about this, I feel like they've aged up patrick stewart a little bit for this role um because when i see patrick stewart in interviews he doesn't look as old as he does in picard and it could just be the way he carries himself in picard um i, I he... think you're right about the carrying himself because I, yeah. I was really struck by that in the especially like i think it's like the first episode of uh of season one was um like they have him sort of like uh, in in fight sequences, but it's clear like no, he's a ninety year old man. Like right. he's like like he cannot run upstairs. Right, like, right, right, he, right. He can't he can't like be in a firefight except to kind of like hide behind the thing here and hope yeah. nobody shoots him. So yeah. it, it's um yeah, I, I I think you're right that there's uh they're aging him up, but it's and and I guess like canonically his character is I think ten years older than Patrick Stewart is. I think but... he's I think he's close to a hundred. He may be almost twenty years older than Patrick Stewart is. But oh, okay. also but also people live longer in the twenty Yeah, so, it's, so it, he might be equivalent to what he yeah. is now what yeah. he is now. Um but yeah, I I think some of that is also part of like like no Patrick Stewart just he he's like he he looked 
old when he was wasn't he he was like in his 40s in the next generation yeah. right well and someone was so saying that he was the like, same age as his, that way right there was <laughs> someone made the comment that he was the same like his character was the same age as the actor was and that's not true Patrick yeah. or Jean-Luc Picard has always been older than Patrick Stewart is yeah um, I, I remember that came up in um like because uh, I think they mentioned his age in Insurrection maybe uh because they uh it sort of like they ha- they have that moment where they're kind of all a- de-aged by five years or something like that uh uh people's boobs feel firmer etc <laughs> <laughs> that is because of the effects of that planet though <laughs> yes <laughs> and you get big zits um, yes too if you're a klingon especially so <laughs> but, uh, but yeah yeah, so um, now I'm just thinking about Star Trek Insurrection. So we're yeah we're 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 covering the whole canon. Today. I prefer to think of things other than our Star Trek Insurrection. This is probably one of the places where you and I disagree um, because you always loved Insurrection. It was like your movie you would watch when you were sick, and mm-hmm. you know it was like your comfort movie. And I do not like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it because it's Star Trek, and it's terrible. I'm so sorry, Donna Murphy, but. That's why I didn't like that movie. <laughs> Not because of Donna Murphy. I didn't yeah. like what was her name. Um, whatever the late the love interest, Picard's An- love interest, Anish. Yeah, yeah. just wasn't a fan. <laughs> just like no, no, no. Yeah, like it's just uh, action, action. Picard needs to have a love interest, and for some reason, we just can't give the fans what they want and let him be with uh, Beverly. an established character. <laughs> I know. That, I think that's why I was so mad. I was like, "What are you doing? Like, this is getting ridiculous." So, <laughs> uh, yeah, the movies are where you can wrap things up, guys. Uh, but. But no, maybe they just thought they couldn't do that because they had um, uh, the Riker and Troy finally, you know. Yeah, I I guess maybe it's too much to. And I guess like I'm glad that we're addressing that in season two of Picard because like now there's an interesting thing to delve into his story Mm -hmm. as to like why he kept not going through with relationships. Right. Uh, Whereas I guess if we had uh, if, if he had gotten married to Beverly and then like in Picard it was just that they were divorced just like in all good things right. like I do want to give a shout out to Star Trek and to all writers of Star Trek and Jean-Luc Picard um for giving Jean-Luc Picard a type that is not like someone who is 70 years younger than him so <laughs> I appreciate that all of the love interests that Picard has had on the show have been older women and not older than him but have yeah. been have not been you know, women in their thirties. So, um, yes. I just appreciate that. Anyway, I just had to shout that out because as it, I go through and think of all of the different love interests he've had, he's had, they've all been, <laughs> this hurts me to say they've all been women in their forties or fifties. <laughs> well, oh my God. I'm so, I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's, it, it is interesting because it, it's, um, I guess you're you're right that they they've always been the I probably like in I'm sure like the scripts would say like a mature woman or whatever probably is, yes exactly <laughs> walks into woman. the room like uh, but it's um I guess it, it's interesting that he it 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 never went beyond that uh, mm-hmm. but um I don't yeah. know so yeah. uh, uh, Picard can just get it I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, um, I don't even know what section of the script we're, of the notes we're even trying to talk about at the moment, but, uh, so we, we, everyone kind of, we solve the bus crisis, everyone gets transported back, uh, and, uh, now we gotta move this body. (laughs) Yeah, we got it. We got a bloody Gerardi. I love it. She's like, it's not my blood. (laughs) Yeah. But I I want to be like, I'm not sure if that's going to be reassuring to them. Like, whose blood is it? No, it was like, (laughs) I, no, I murdered a police officer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh yeah. I I mean, it's, and and, and I guess this is like, uh, uh, Alison Pill is great at like pulling off the like comedy, uh, moments along with everything else. Uh, so yeah, the, the line of like his, his, he's fine, but his spleen's in a box or something like that. I, (laughs) I guess the, the, do they take the spleen with 
with them or like what I, do they I think do his with spleen, the spleen is ruined so i, I think they're his gonna... spleen has been ostracized name that reference <laughs> i i believe that is a uh i don't remember which movie but i believe that is a commentary from one of the uh, it's one of the one, of the, one of the extras one of the appendices <laughs> uh, the other thing that emily and i did back in the day was obsessively watch literally every lord of the rings anything uh, uh-huh. including like each of the movies uh, all of the commentaries with the different people the best one is to watch it with the the hobbits as the the commentators though yes. they break that up in the other movies so you don't always get that but yeah yeah still, but no, there's lots times, of fun camaraderie times. there <laughs> there is um, and uh oh, i'm like living back remembering <laughs> yeah yeah now i have lots of things that i can talk to about, about uh, but this is not a lord of the rings podcast no maybe, it is not it is not we're gonna uh, try to focus, for focus 20 minutes okay <laughs> um but yeah i, I mean I, I i did love it at uh get at least we get to have that line of like picard's been talking up how great his crew is mm-hmm. and uh uh not laris does she have a name by the way i i oh oh I, uh, talon oh talon that's right which that's is right. also a suspiciously romulan sounding name but i think she's still not of, romulan well and travis and i were talking like is that like does that is that name significant did it mean anything to you when she said it or no i didn't i i, I think i clicked on it in um in memory alpha and it just goes and, to a thing showing what talon looks like okay okay so it's, it's it does kind of sound romulan you're right yeah and uh so yeah, I, 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 I'm just, I, I, I assume yeah, it's that she took that form because it's mm-hmm. meaningful to Picard or something. But yeah, they they also haven't gone in like she. Ne- I I kind of expected her to say that instead mm-hmm. of being just like confused about like why do you think I look like or why do you think I'm this person? Right, right. Well, yeah, because I mean, obviously she looks like her for a reason. Well, and I oh, I'm this is totally jumping back, but. I was, there was a part of me that thought maybe she was there to make sure Picard's timeline went okay. So when you find out that actually she's assigned to Rene Picard, not yeah. Jean-Luc Picard, I thought that, because that, I thought maybe she was assigned to Jean-Luc Picard because she looked like Laris. And then you have that mm. moment of, does that mean Laris is something other than what we think she is? Or, yeah, I'm wondering you know, if, like, is Laris not Romulan? Right. But I I feel like it seems to me like maybe she took that form to be familiar to Picard, but to Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I, but yeah, I don't know, but I did find it interesting when, when we found out that she's no, she's assigned to Rene Picard and that's, um, you know, that's the, the, you know, person she's protecting or whatever. Yeah. And now I'm trying to remember is there's endless things we could speculate, speculate about or or try to remember, like, was the cat supposed to be a robot? Uh, wasn't the cat uh didn't the cat turn into a woman at the end i think the of, cat turned into a woman at the, yeah oh yeah so may, maybe it's just the it's of assignment earth like, not of this yeah yeah, yeah been a, a a changeling of some sort uh yeah. but but probably not a founder um and <laughs> uh that would be interesting if if one of the founders was a uh a supervisor on would earth. be they were i mean it's like they had lots of deep space nine easter eggs early on but there weren't really any this time yeah, um, it's just to make us think, like, are we going to, is he going to be here? Are we really, are we going to see Cisco? No. But we're not because we're too far no. away. We're Un- like unless, six unless we keep, we like stay here and we just like fast forward time That's a bunch obvious. to September. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. I'm just, I'm sad, I'm sad that we're not going to get that, but because we could have at least had the VHS moment where we look at like the tape of it happening and be like, exactly. oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, they still have VHS in 2024. Well, that is really different than our time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but so, um, but yeah, it was just great seeing like, why are these good people moving a dead cop's body? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think he's dead. It's probably a good explanation. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I love, Picard's just so trusting. <laughs> he knows his crew. Yes. He's like, it's, Which, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, he's, he's kind of, he, he's almost over trusting this, this season. Like he, he was kind of, he was trusting in the Borg. Like maybe the Borg just want to join the Federation. Like. Yeah, I, I wonder if he's he's going a little bit too far in some cases. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, look, I'm like in a robot body. I just don't even know what to think about anything anymore. <laughs> so. Uh, cool. Well, uh, so next, I think the last thing on the list, pretty much, is uh, remember that heist episode from uh, season one? We're we're doing it again. 
I'm trying to remember the heist episode from season one now. Yeah, uh, Picard got to have a French accent or something and like wear a. Oh, yeah, when they went on that. That was a super violent episode. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought that episode was fun, but I was distressed by all the violence in it. (laughs) Yeah, because that's the one where uh, uh, Seven of Nine just like brutally yeah. murders a bunch of people or something yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's just lots of blood flying everywhere and yeah. it's just like oh wow okay come on now <laughs> this is what happens when star trek's not like on regular network television <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, uh, um... so so far we've it's it's kept away from the uh like i i mean there's like some of the temp- like in uh, uh discovery they're like star trek can show boobs now uh, but Klingon boobs. Klingon boobs. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, you know, so this, the heist though, also reminded me of first contact. Um, just cause it yeah. kind of had that feel of when they go onto the holodeck during one of the, you know, one of the Dixon Hill speakeasy or, things in Dixon yeah, Hill yeah. or something. Um, I don't know if speakeasy, but anyway, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it kind of had that feeling, and and the way Gerardi was dressed and her dress, yeah, was she could have cool. she could have been but... to see Nikki the Nose or whatever. Yeah, totally, uh, totally. Uh, which I mean, maybe that's the uh, sort of the, the gala look. So we, we've we saw the um, that author's book was being read by Renee Picard. I wonder if it's a if that's a contemporary author to like early twenty first century, mm. and the style is actually in that uh, like. Th- like Instead of having the style exactly like ours now, it is like 1940s yeah, um, yeah. for gala type things, which would be interesting. Uh, yeah, it would be. I don't know if it's important, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I um, we even had like heist music at, that was happening <laughs> like while we were planning it out. <laughs> um, I I turned to Travis and said, "This is our Mission Impossible moment." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, how did you feel about the reveal that uh, this might not be Agnes Girardi that we're looking at? Yeah, that was um, a little. Uh, yeah, I I want it to be Agnes. I don't yeah. I don't want Girardi to be gone, and I I don't I think that it's both. Yeah, maybe not not that Girardi's been erased or or that the Borg Queen is inside Girardi pretending to be Girardi. I think I think it's. Um, I think she's still there, but I see in your notes, Battle Battlestar Galactica vibes. Totally, I didn't think of it at the time, but yeah, it she, totally has. I, that it's feel. the wrong person's wearing the red dress, right. but uh, it's that would be another show that we also watched and talked about and theorized together. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, I. I don't know. I. I. I do really like. Um, I don't know. I. I, I like the idea of having like dead characters show up again, maybe that's because I am a fan of lost and I liked it when that kind of happened, mm-hmm. uh, uh, throughout there. But, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm intrigued for where they go. I hope it is. Yeah. yeah it's like, there's a dual personality rather than it's, there's not an Agnes anymore or, or things like that. Right. Um, so I guess, uh, anything else you want to uh, talk about before we go over to our strange new writings? I don't, I don't think so. I think we've covered an awful lot of Star Trek Picard and lots of other things as well. <laughs> yes, yes, we have. Uh, cool. Uh, so do you want to go or should I go for for our ratings? I think I'm going to let you go first this time. I, I think I, I, it was like a moment ago. I'm like, I don't even know what I would rate this, but I know I, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go for an eight. There were some things that in this episode that kind of felt like messy to me or just mm-hmm. I, I I wasn't exactly sure how everything was going. But like there were a lot of great moments and I'm just really surprised how much Picard has like kept my attention yeah. every episode and made like every single week. I'm like, holy shit, I, mm-hmm. I need to see the next episode. Uh, so I I'm uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm still on board and it's incredible how how much we've been able to keep things going here. Yes, I agree. It would be, um, I think I would give the same, I would do four out of five. And I was having the exact same thoughts about it that I really just, um, I'm excited to see and interested to see the next episodes to find out what they're doing. And that is, um, that is pretty different from most uh, iterations of Star Trek. Because even with Discovery, I didn't quite, I, and I like Discovery, so this is not me yeah, hate yeah. Discovery. But um, I, this one is really kind of like, oh, I, I feel like there's a real mystery to solve. 
um, yeah, that like, I care about. And like, I didn't care about the DMA. I was just annoyed for the first part of yeah. dis- season four of Discovery because there even was this, you know, thing that was threatening the galaxy again, you know. But um, this is interesting to me what's happening in Picard. So I'm enjoying that. Yeah, it's uh, what's I guess what's interesting to me is it's like uh, maybe it's a, que- a question of genre. Like th- this is more a thriller and and Discovery is definitely like an action show but there's not that sort of mystery and thriller aspect to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I, yeah, but I think it was a good it was a good strong episode. And I enjoyed it. So. Yeah. Yeah, same. Uh so yeah, we're in the end credits here. So, uh I want to thank my uh my what well, says co-hosts. I just have a co-host. Uh Emily. <laughs> you have co-host now because I, I have... uh, my child ran in. Yeah, Dietrich's <laughs> here here now too. So, uh thank you for joining us for the podcast, Dietrich. Say, hey, you're welcome. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and I want to thank uh, Notch, Rudy, Bill, Dinah, and Max. Uh, it's been uh, great just, like, having an excuse to talk to my friends every week about Star Trek. For and, sure. Thanks uh, for leading this one today, too, Adam. Yeah, no no problem. And it's uh, look forward to our, our next session, uh, it, both of the podcast and of our uh, our. Uh, Star Trek adventures that we've been playing, which has been delightful to run. Yes, uh, for sure. And I, I want to thank you, listeners, for uh, listening to us. It's uh, I like everyone's busy. We all have uh, a lot to do, even in this pandemic world, where like maybe our task is to just like uh, not scream forever. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. great. And uh, I want to give a thanks to Jishnu Guha for our theme music. Everyone, I think what you should do is think about. Is there a podcast I could create that I could commission someone to make a theme song for? Because if there is, you should do it. It's great. Um, (laughs) And I want to give a special thanks to Battlestar Galactica for showing us that having dead characters show up as imaginary friends is a fun (laughs) game. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <Dietrich> agrees. <laughs> Great. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>